and welcome to the Super Mario Bros. movie episode of Force Feedback. I'm your host, Dan Video Games. I was going to work Mario in, but it's already such a bad name that it's, <laughs> it's never been more dire. <laughs> and with me is Bob Mario. <laughs> I'm Gigaboots. Dr. Agro. Time, like hope, is an illusion. <laughs> and Chris Wolfhard. Mushkonda forever. That's right. We all just got back from the cultural reset that was the Mario Bros. movie. I'm so happy. Finally, gamers get a movie. This hasn't happened before now, right? No, never. Okay, great. For people who've never watched this before or listened to one of our spoiler cast and reviews, what we're going to do is just have a couple sentences from each of us at the beginning giving you an idea of what we thought in general. Then we're going to make a mouth sound that summarizes our internal emotional state about the movie. Like, you know, one of those, I'm going to say a word and you give me your reaction, the first thought that comes to your mind, but a guttural sound version of that. And then we're going to move on to talk about details of the movie, various criticisms, various praises, and then at the end, we're going to give you our summary reviews each and a number out of 10. Kind of like a Famitsu thing, maximum score possible 40 which is very important. I hope the movie performs well today. We're, we're, we're not paid off, though, like Famitsu. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> I did find it really funny. Somebody was like, force feedback for Resident Evil Remake. That means they got free codes, right? It took me a second to be like, oh, they think the force means I'm a shill. <laughs> How delightful this alternate reality. So we got our own movie theater to watch it. <laughs> Uh, we're going to go ahead and start the reviews with Bob. Couple sentences and a mouth sound. Yeah, the uh, Mario movie mm. was a lot of fun. Mm. There's some weird pacing issues in it, but I enjoyed it quite a bit. I'm going to give it a wahoo. Okay, we next move to <laughs> Dr. Agro. The Super Mario Brothers movie uh, is, is, is a children's film based on the globally popular Super Mario Brothers IP that has somehow taken 40 years to make. I'm going <laughs> to give it a... Uh. Okay, uh, next, Chris Wolfhard. The Super Mario Brothers movie was pretty good. It was a game based on... It was a movie based on Mario. It had Mario things in it and did not have any bizarre off-putting parts. So I'm going to give it a bing bing. <laughs> the Super Mario Bros. movie is possibly the ideal movie-shaped movie. It has a lot of references to the game that are delightful sort of charms and things spread throughout. But really, we're here to enjoy a basic story with characters we recognize, making sounds we recognize. And it, my God, no other movie this year is going to make me go, that tree has branches that are crooked like the one in Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> I am also going to give it a wahoo. And with that, we're going to move on to our discussions. This movie, largely aimed at children. Mm-hmm. You know, like, this is a movie for eight-year-olds. Yeah. A lot of 40-year-old, eight-year-olds mad at that. <laughs> for some inexplicable reason, they, the soundtrack is all 80s boomer songs. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's also for people who grew up with it, I guess. So I mean, I we mean, are all... I guess. I don't know. I, I just take this as when you make a movie and you want to do a montage that's ironically funny because they're doing a thing that should be cool, so cut the cool music to it. That's what you do in a movie. This is the Hollywood American film adaptation of Mario, so it wouldn't fully deliver on that notion. Unless Thunderstruck played. <laughs> These are important things for Hollywood films. 
Yeah, I feel really bad that I enjoyed some of those sequences. Oh, I enjoyed a lot of them. Like, I, they like, were delightful. What were in the movie? Like, pretty good. I, I, I spent the entire section going, wow. We're getting away with it. This is an illumination film, and this is as far this way as we're going. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when I heard, you know, he uses a lot of those types of songs, I was a little worried that it was like, there's going to be no scene. The scene is Mario dancing to an ACDC song. <laughs> That's the scene. And luckily enough, that didn't happen. No. Luckily enough, there is a thing happening, and the plot's on the way to a place every time they did it. So maybe I'm just imagining the worst case scenario with this film as I come in, but I thought it was delightful and enjoyable. I definitely imagined some bad parts that were gratefully not in this movie. Hmm. I thought for sure there would be some variant of like Mario does a meme dance. Mm, yeah. Nowhere in yeah. this. Yeah. And the the fact that this movie, getting into spoilers for this movie that just came out, it's obviously just fucking spoilers. I was sure there would be at least one flatulence-related joke. There's zero. Yeah, no, there wasn't. Yeah. Which is the distinguishing factor between this Illumination film and Minions. Because there's no way the Minions saga has not involved that <laughs> in every film. Based on Minions memes, Minions trailers, commercials, and everything else, assumed a far worse movie was coming out of this collaboration. Right. I was astonished by that whole, like, opening set in Brooklyn part. Like, I did not believe we'd get something like that. Where it's just like, here's a bunch of Nintendo references that are fun and quaint before I mean, we go into literally the Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah, that is kind of amazing that they just were like, no, you need to have the normal world in the Mario movie. He's from the normal world. And I'm like, that's cool and all. But the whole time I'm watching this, I'm just thinking about the 1993 film. <laughs> yeah, and how creepy and dark it would get going to the other world. <laughs> in this, they're like, look at this pristine green tube. We could just get in there and teleport over there. It's like, um, what if a rock ate Luigi? <laughs> and sent him to hell. <laughs> and then maybe the mushroom And then maybe it was the trans it was the uh the material you have to transfer through to get to the other side. Mushroom Kingdom is on the far side of hell mm -hmm. in that movie. Th this, yeah, I don't know. I was expecting like here's the thing. I'm not coming into the Mario Bros. movie expecting heart-wrenching performances, a deep and interesting look at any sort of part of the human experience or anything else. And my bar was even lower because it was made by Illumination, and maybe that's not nice of me. Mm -hmm. But I honestly thought this went well above what I expected. Mm -hmm. This, I went in, paid the movie ticket price, and felt like I had a fun time. I mean, if we're talking about expectations uh, based on the trailers, I uh, really expected to be sitting through this movie dreading every time Peach was on screen. Yeah. Because I thought it was going to be that hard overcorrection of like, oh, Peach is a badass now. She's got a halberd in the trailer. And that was like, that was going to be her thing. Like always yeah. talking about how she can be tough too. And oh, uh, girls can do it too. And no, Peach just was a badass in this movie and it ruled yeah her performance owned that naturally instead of it being like yeah, i'm doing this and a woman <laughs> because yeah, yeah we could have slipped into a world where peach and this comes off as that scene from the simpsons where lisa's like i'm gonna play sports with you and i'm a girl and they're like we have plenty of girls on the team lisa like, <laughs> yeah, like can be uh, tough uh, too <laughs> how do you think she rules this kingdom like <laughs> it really could have become that scene from little giants which is what the Simpsons is referencing. Yes. Right. Yes. 
the sorry. I watched that then and never again. <laughs> I'm like trying to un I'm trying to un um, zip the the most compressed zip file in my brain ever. Al like, Bundy was the antagonist. Yes. Yes, that's true. Didn't we almost watch that for content? It was a vote based thing. I think that happened. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it was times, on some so, list. I, I really liked how Peach explains her backstory and it's I was taller than everyone. So they made me king. <laughs> <laughs> that did seem to be the series of events. <laughs> She's like, you're a human, too. And I'm like, what? You know why humans are? <laughs> Where are you from? She, she doesn't even Which... say she's a human. She just says you're a human, implying she might not be. Yeah, I mean, they are. there are implications to there being a greater galaxy was maybe a space Rosalina monster. Right, yeah. yeah. Here's, here's, like, when I heard that, I started doing, like, the YouTube thumbnail face <laughs> and being like, oh, they're going to set up for a Smash Bros movie with that. Oh my why would oh. Smash Bros? <laughs> All the way there. Good no, lord. I, I mean, Welcome to the subspace emissary. It, while we're on the topic of Smash Bros, though, Donkey Kong's forward air shows up in that fight, and I'm it like, does. I saw it. I saw it. <laughs> I'm going to not clap because there's a four year old behind me yep. who is far less delighted by this film than I am. <laughs> There was that, and uh, when when Peach takes him out on the Mario out on the platform for the obstacle course, I was like, "Is she gonna create Final Destination and just start beating his ass?" <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mario, you gotta prove yourself. Three stocks, no items. <laughs> Mario's like, no items, not even some. <laughs> I don't think this is the way the game was meant to be played. <laughs> Who is that weird. fox guy? <laughs> <laughs> He's just like in the uh, something about series, just flipping yes. around as he goes. God, we need a we need a Star Fox in the Zelda movie like this. It's gonna be crazy if like <laughs> Nintendo leverages their other IPs to properly get adaptations this good, because it's like, man, they're one of the few companies left with enough IPs that you could do that with, where it's impressive. Especially since the MCU seems to be dying because they right. decided they needed five movies and eight shows a year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's. It's really interesting. I hope that we get to see that because I think that would be really cool. And then you totally could get the, the here's the Metroid movie over here. Yeah, I would <laughs> love to see them actually this make an insane amount of money. And they just like, we guess we have to keep going. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> this, absolutely. This they've they upped their projections for opening weekend after the first day because it made like seventy million dollars day one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. You know why? This is actually a good film. We've never had a video game movie that was actually a really, I, really good I, film. I'm trying, I'm trying not to just to say that, but look, God, look. every other video game movie, every other one, like has some bizarre off-putting element. And yes, I'm gonna say it. This, all the human shit in the Sonic movies is weird and off-putting. I mean, to some extent, there's a level, there's an air of insincerity to every other video game movie that this doesn't have. Yeah, like in the Sonic movies we were just talking about, those are super insecure. Like they feel like they need all those human characters. You can't just look at these cartoon characters right. for a whole movie. Would people really fall in love with Sonic the Hedgehog as an IP if have uh, you Cyclops oh, isn't there? As an IP, I'm like, <laughs> have you been to the internet? <laughs> Would people fall in love with Sonic the Hedgehog? Look, that is not a topic we're going to talk about here while you're wearing that. <laughs> Don't be afraid of the way my art makes you feel. 
And that's the thing. If more Hollywood directors weren't afraid of the way that that art makes them feel, more <laughs> video game adaptations would be uh, quality. Because this, let's be real, this isn't a terrible film. I think every other video game movie, you can make the argument it's a terrible film. Like, obviously, things are subjective, but there's, like, angles to approach from, right? There are angles to just be like, the Laura Croft movie was dog shit. <laughs> uh, whereas this, it's like, no, the budget's there. The performances are all good. The setting and the plot are both there. Right? The core appeal of the original thing is there and intact mm -hmm. with no weird shade cast over it by like an insecurity in what made it good in the first place. Yeah, it even has a ton of self-indulgent. They're going to play a Mario level now. <laughs> Sections of the movie. That's true. They they have like three or four and they're all pretty funny and neat mm -hmm. because they're played as comedy gags. Mm -hmm. You know, they're like, he's doing the thing. And it's funny because the action in the scene, not it's like a video game. Is that funny? No, instead, it's like Luigi struggling to keep up with Mario. That's funny. <laughs> OK, I have to bring this up. Yeah. Before the movie started, we we're watching the trailers. <laughs> okay. There's another Illumination film. Uh huh. And they're like doing this big build up of like, oh, yeah, they've done the minions. It tricked me they've... at first. I thought it was a minion trailer and then it started changing what he was showing. And I'm like, what are you? Yeah, then they show Mario. Uh huh. And then, and then we show ducks, and I'm like, did they green like the duck, duck movie? movie? <laughs> you were in a specific headspace. Yeah. It was like they can't do that though. They can't just kill these ducks. Well, no, the like duck's name is the... Duck Hunt. You're right. They call it the Duck Hunt movie, but they basically just adapt the original Fox and the Hound book. Yes. Not not the book they made the Fox and the Hound movie off of. The original book uh -oh. they licensed. Uh oh. <laughs> It's a long uh, story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I well, see, that's the thing. The duck's name is Duck. The dog's name is Hunt. Yes. So they're a duo. It's a modern day CGI Milo and Otis, but without all the animal abuse. <laughs> Thank you, CGI. So Chris Pratt is Mario. Yeah. Fine. Yeah, it was fine. Great. Isn't yeah. that weird? You know who yeah. I turned out to really not like in this movie? Ooh, I love this segment. Let's go. It was Seth Rogen's jerk-ass Donkey Kong. Okay, for me, it was, I like, if you go back and listen to Big Thing to mention our gaming, weekly gaming news podcast, I say I'm really expecting a good performance from Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong. Yeah. He let me down. Oh. I did not he, like his Cranky did. Kong. And yeah. then there's just a certain naggy energy that should have been there to deliver on the Cranky Kong from like Donkey Kong Country and stuff. See, yeah. I was sitting here thinking like they should have gotten Richard Schiff. If you don't know who that is, that is Odin in God of War Ragnarok. Oh they should have gotten him to be <laughs> yeah, cranky. That would have been <laughs> that good. That actually would have worked in a very different way from what I was thinking. For me, what is the name of the guy who co-wrote Seinfeld did that other series? Larry David? Yeah, yeah. They should got Larry David. I was also David. thinking Larry David. <laughs> yeah. Larry David, Cranky Kong would have been a 10 out of 10. I went back and forth on liking and disliking Toad is uh, key. Is that right? Oh, I Michael forgot. Key, yeah. yeah. I forgot. Yeah, I feel like sometimes the performance is just right. And other times it just veers a little bit too far in one way. and I don't like it. Uh, so I forgot it was Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. I was it's like, I know it's really? Because he's just I was like, Seth yeah, Rogen. Yeah, I know. I was like, I know you're a Hollywood guy. Like he sat guy. down and went, I will do nothing for this role. <laughs> That's what I, he does I thought it was time. fine, yeah. which is good because apparently they've already optioned a Donkey Kong Country movie with him. I mean, they had one scene that had Diddy and Dixie and they just were only there for yeah, one scene. It's so fucked up that we now have Diddy and Dixie Kong and I think fucking, um, 
Chunky is also yeah, in that yeah. shot. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. See, the funny thing is, in that shot, and I, I'm not exaggerating, I only noticed him in my periphery on the last two frames of that shot. So imagine the slow-mo cam of me going, <laughs> and as I'm doing that, they cut, so I can't see him directly. So I'm now like, I guess I gotta buy the Mario movie on Blu-ray so I can see what he looks like. Yeah, I mean, this is, you gotta frame by frame this whole fucking movie. The, yeah. The, those designs for those characters were really good. Oh, they were stellar. I'm like, yes, give, I, I yeah. feel cheated that we didn't see more Diddy and Dixie. And the cool thing is, easy win for the studio. You make the Donkey Kong Country movie, you credit the DK rap, and everyone's happy. <laughs> yeah, maybe they can do that this time. I it's so will. funny. You're going through the music credits, and it's like, artist studio, etc. Artist studio, etc. An N64 game made this song, and yes. I lost it. I yeah, like, the music. You gotta be kidding me. The music crediting is pretty rough, which I'm gonna be a little bit shitty to Miyamoto for. He's a producer on this movie. He had pull. He could have been like, no, just put, yeah. put a new wrote the fucking song. No, yeah, I I agree. I mean, yeah. they have Koji Kondo and other people up there. Even Tezuka gets a credit on this movie, right? So if they fucking cared, they could have done Haim it. But... Saban got credited for the Super Mario Brothers Super Show theme. <laughs> what? How do you not? Oh, man. Haim Saban's a composer. He also composed, helped compose the Power Rangers theme. It's just so wow. crazy to be like, even that gets a credit. But let me tell you about the guy who made the music in the original video games. This shit is partially based on. Mm -hmm. Man, that sucks. Mm hmm. I need to get this in now because if I don't get this in, I will jump off a bridge. So we're watching in a theater, which I tweeted was a preschool because this is a, a movie for kids. At a matinee time, so even yes, farther. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, we had multiple families in the theater. The theater wasn't jam-packed at all, but no. it was like, let's say six families, right? Let's say something like that. And there's one, one row behind us, and they get to the Mushroom Kingdom. This is a huge reveal moment. The kid behind us goes, Sonic the Hedgehog. And his mom goes, no, these are different mushrooms, sweetie. And I just had a moment of, they knew. That's why they put that at the end of the first Sonic movie into the second Sonic movie. They were like, that Mario movie's gonna come and I wanna break some kid's brain and be like, that's Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> a lot of Twitter posts about this movie have been people recounting that exact anecdote. <laughs> I knew it! I have their number! I knew this was gonna happen! I'm sorry, we need to push Egg in the grave now. <laughs> this, this, is, <laughs> this is some PSYOP shit going on. It is! It's so oh, brilliant God. that I can't believe Sega thought of it, so I'm just gonna say it's the studio who made the movie. <laughs> you show a kid the Mario movie and his eyes glaze over and he just starts going, Lolly Lulelo. <laughs> You know, we're watching a theater, so I'm not trying to like point at the screen and yell every time a cool thing happens. But musically, this movie has so many good moments. Like, it has so many original songs for it that are built out of the smallest le motifs from the original Mario themes. You got the string stab from Luigi's Mansion here. You got the castle theme from Mario 64 here. You got as much as you could of this song stolen from Jesus Christ Superstar here <laughs> before you got sued and needed to change the song unlike Koji. <laughs> It's really incredible. It's like I, someone cared. It's yes, one <laughs> that because hey, try doing that for the Sonic movie. Name the iconic Sonic songs incorporated into the Sonic movie. Was it zero? I think it was zero. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm it was zero. Starting to become sad. Uh, yeah, right. And that's the thing. Like Sonic has, and this is gonna upset even more people. Uh, Sonic has an amazing soundtrack. Sonic Three versus Mario World. I'm gonna go Sonic Three every time on that. Obviously. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Mario does not like Mario has a couple hard like yeah all timers, but Sonic has a lot more. And there's like no, we'll we'll just leave all that on the floor. <laughs> uh, we could have had open your heart. Nah, we're good. We could have had any of these themes for three and knuckles. Nah, it's, nah, it's fine. We have a wedding to film. <laughs> good boy, do we? Uh, Speaking of which. Another wedding. <laughs> yeah, it was it was great. <laughs> Shit happened in it. That's but between really people who we care about, because they're the, Mario characters. The main cast, not, you know, the closest you get is the co-star of the first film and a bunch of people we don't care about at all. And also King Babam. Oh my god. Yeah, King yeah, Babam showing up was insane. That was great. The noises. Yes. <laughs> like, we're we're old people. So we tried not to be having the most fun in this theater full of children in a children's movie. King Babam comes on stage, our whole row. Ah! Yeah, no, they actually was, did it. It really was a one-two punch when you get King Babam and King Boo at the same shot, the same moment. I'm like, oh, I'm tired. I'm wheezy. That knocked it out of me. I didn't expect that. That's really good. The only boomer song that wasn't even a boomer song but the only licensed song i could think of that was just like i didn't like that at all yeah the opening one where they used the the battle with no honor yeah that Kill was Bill. yeah without honor or humanity yeah that was the only song in the entire movie i was like yeah I was like it just didn't fit it was weird it has a little bit of overuse it's the kill bill theme where no, the penguins, I, I, I know the song i'm just trying penguins to, are running out i just didn't remember it playing and the penguin oh you're like that's the background radiation of my yeah, life it's just people just use battle without honor or humanity that's yeah yeah like, unless I hear a different song, I assume that's what's playing. <laughs> <laughs> Always while watching a movie? Yeah, yeah. So how was the Sonic soundtrack? <laughs> that movie had a soundtrack? <laughs> and an hour and a half of Battle Without Humanity or Honor. <laughs> if you're watching a movie, the only song you can perceive is Battle Without Honor or Humanity. And if you're in a helicopter, the only song you can perceive is Fortunate Son. <laughs> I'm very excited for the Mario 2 movie to have a chopper scene. <laughs> I mean, they have a Vietnam movie-style shot with Kamek when they burn down their houses, and they just do a zoom in on his goggles, like, lighting up his flames. Oh, my God. It was like, yeah, this is definitely a reference to that. This movie does have a gratifying amount of violence. Yeah. Because all of the interaction in Mario is very kinetic right. and boot-based. Huh? <laughs> yes. So it's just him kicking the shit out of Koopa Troopers, yeah. and it's just there on screen because, yeah, everything you liked as a kid was violent. Because kids love violence, but we don't call it violence. We call it action. Kids <laughs> love action. Yes. It was weird. I was stunned how many times they explicitly were like, I'm going to kill you. I'm very used to things for kids just swapping that word out for something else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I really appreciated that about this film. Like one of the one of the troops gets torched and becomes a dry bones. That's really good. Mm -hmm. uh, the comedy in this is pretty on point. Normally, when you watch a comedic film, there are a lot of misses. I don't think there were a ton of misses here. There wasn't anything where I was like, that's the worst joke of the movie the instant it happened. Yeah, it doesn't really do that. Like, uh. I, I have a least favorite action sequence, but I don't have a, like, worst joke. Okay, what was your least favorite action sequence? Actually, the kart racing. Oh, okay. Well, fun fact, I have no opinions on that. I walked out to pee. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was just a little bit too long. There were a couple of good moments, but it just overall didn't have the same pass pace the rest of it did, I felt like. It felt like it just drug on. Uh, well, it's Rainbow Road, so. 
it dragging on really makes sense. Yes. Context, there were some really cool Rainbow Road things in there, at least. Yeah, I, I quite enjoyed the, the guy who loses and is like, I'm going to I'm just going to kill myself. <laughs> yes, I'm him, taking you with me. Him becoming the blue shell in a Mad Max like moment. Am I the only person who watched that scene when he does that and go look for the body? Did he literally <laughs> vaporize? Is this a Vegeta moment? <laughs> I'm just looking for the, I couldn't find it. I think he just exploded himself and died. He disintegrated in that moment. It's what you give up. <laughs> he should have sprayed himself with the paint first. Yes, he should have. <laughs> he leaps at him with a spear with explosives on it. He's just like, ah. No, that was, that was insane. Yes. That is insane lore. Yeah, no, it would be really good if this somehow became the MCU universe thing. And it was just like, yes, the Marvel Cinematic Universe universe uh, <laughs> where, you know, you do the Mario movie, you do Donkey Kong, you do Metroid and Zelda, and then and then you just get them all together. And now you can introduce other characters. And then, uh, you know, at the age of the ripe young age of 57, I get to see an Earthbound movie. Never. Um, <laughs> How dare! The weird thing is, though, uh, if, if you do sequels to this or expand this universe, eventually you're going to have to address the Daisy question. Oh, because you already you already kind of turned Peach into Daisy. So now, what do you do with Daisy? Right, because personality-wise, the distinction there's you, kind of been eliminated by ba uh, Peach being like a girl boss. Like she's in, she's on top of I, everything. I, I don't she's know. Athletic. They can just make she's... her more unhinged, and then you have Daisy. Bob's yeah, like, they, make you, her they make Daisy ill. <laughs> yes, you make you make Daisy like a really sassy tomboy. Yeah, Peach is like that in like the playful way, but but they just make Daisy like the guy who the the, the girl who punches boys in the arm. It's like ha ha. The meaningful distinction between the two will be Daisy won't spend the whole movie doing a face that I'm going to attempt here. The for the entire thing because it really peach was like fixed into that the whole time mm -hmm. there's that and then scared those are like the two faces she makes and i'm like i actually like her design and animations like there's a lot of character put into the facial animations in this that is more than nintendo ever did it was all technical limitations dan miyamoto told a totally true story oh about how God. he always wanted princess peach to be a girl boss which is why he told uh he told the developers of Super Mario Brother, a new Super Mario Brothers Wii, you don't need an expl a good explanation for why Peach get gets kidnapped. Just say she got tricked by cake. <laughs> yeah, did you see this interview no. where he's like, no, I always wanted, I always wanted her to be a girl boss. I just couldn't do it. And, you know, later it's like, what, what do you, what? what? Well, you know, she's playable in Mario Party. <laughs> She was playing a little Mario 2, and I don't need to answer for anything else. All right, there you go. I am really hot in this outfit. I feel bad for you, though, Agro. That looks ten times worse. I mean, it would be if I was wearing anything under this sheet. We're used to getting adaptations, not even just of video games, but of other things, where they don't find things for people to do, and fans of that character are disappointed. Because they're like, ugh. If their character was faithful, they would have done this in this situation, or they should be more proactive in the plot. Instead, they didn't have time. They got cut. With this movie, though, there's, like, more characterization in a lot of cases where it's just, like, we need this character to have. Like, for example, I don't remember the Mario game where Bowser's right-hand man puts on a wig and pretends to be his girlfriend. <laughs> But luckily, this movie brought that to me. I feel like that might be in a Paper Mario game. 
Yeah, that might totally be in a right. Paper that Mario or Mario and Luigi game. Some fucked up things happen in those. <laughs> it feels like something that has happened. I'm not sure why. Well, you know, if we're gonna if we're gonna check that out, we need to play uh, the most fucked up one of those, Bob. We have to beat Bowser's big hole or whatever it's called. <laughs> I will thank you to never repeat that phrase. <laughs> In my presence, <laughs> they showed an ad, they showed a trailer for the Barbie movie before this, and I'm thinking it. But then Bob out loud goes, "This isn't a kids movie. Why are they showing this here?" In the movie, it ends with the trailer ends with them making a joke about beaching each other off. He's like, "I'll beat you off right now. You want to have a beach off? I'll beach off two of you at once." And I'm just like. Man, I thought maybe the singular See, trailer could slip by without this. Uh, oh, over here, I just got three Marvel properties in a row. Wow, we didn't get a single Marvel trailer. We didn't. I got, I got Guardians three. I got Spider Verse. Okay, we got, got Spider Verse. I just yeah. wasn't thinking about that as Marvel. As MCU, yeah, yeah. And I got some. I, I got something that's supposed to be later this year. I think. Yeah, like I got Blue Beetle. <laughs> that's not. <laughs> That's just Sam no. Four. <laughs> uh, no, that movie already came out and failed. <laughs> wow, they sure come and go fast. How do we feel about the Mario family? Because that was one thing I did not expect to be in this movie at all. Felt like a sucker punch, but I loved all of their designs. It was delightful. That was another part of the Brooklyn part. It was like, this is so much better than I thought this movie would be. Mm, like they, they, they walk into the dining room and I'm like, okay, he's got an extended family. Start the clock. All right, this scene's over. That was immaculate. This is a great addition. <laughs> yeah, I also appreciate the Jumpman guy who's yes. just playing on their arcade machine. And they're like, "Do we go too far?" And he's like, "No, it's a five. And they're like, "Okay." And of course, he's like, he's Charles Martinet. Okay, I was like, I just put, the, put it together. That was Charles Martinet, wasn't uh -huh. it? Yeah. I, beautiful. <laughs> See, yeah. seeing the route they went with this movie, having Charles Martinet be Mario would have been insane. So I understand why they didn't. Whereas, like, he, he, this, this Mario is like 23. There is something funny to be said about, we went and watched this movie and everyone's like, yeah, they just shoved it full of star-studded cast members. And it's like, yeah, that's, you know, they're, they're, they need that star appeal to get people in the movie theaters. The movie ends and as the credits are rolling, I hear every person behind me go, the celebrity was in this? Like, they didn't know any one of these people <laughs> right, were right. these people. Like, oh, it was Jack Black. What the fuck? <laughs> also, let me say, when they cast Jack Black, my brain went, they'll have a musical number. I didn't think, no, they'll have him sing a love ballad from his <laughs> lair. Uh, and that'll be the, the capitalizing on him being a musician part. I genuinely thought we were going to do a terrible musical number as him and someone face off or he's prepping for a thing. And instead it was just literally him singing music. Yeah, like twice. And it, it was great. And it was so good. Speaking of which, what is this movie without Mario Odyssey? Because <laughs> there's the wedding setup. There's the hat and the outfit. It's so good. Pauline is Pauline is the mayor of New York. Uh -huh. Yes, I love that. I'm like, because once again, I'm the adult in the theater. I need to not be screaming and pointing every 10 seconds. Now you see the the, the musical face-off between Bowser and another character will be in the sequel when they get Kyle Gass to be Wart. Oh, oh my God. That would actually be really good. I was talking to Bob and I'm like, the second one needs to be, it needs to be Mario 2 USA. We need to ultimately win the culture war. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the lost levels weren't lost. They were thrown away.
they need to have work. And Bob's like, but then it would be a dream. And I'm like, it's not a dream anymore. <laughs> it's it's a real. movie, it's real. <laughs> like, if, if we're going to stick with Illumination Studios, I definitely need to see them animate that big angry sun that chases you in yes. two. Mario's just like, why is everything so horrible in fresh ways? <laughs> I have faith that all that shit will get in one of these movies. They only had 85 minutes. Yeah. It's and every single frame was full of shit. It's yeah. astonishing there was so much, and yet there still feels like there's plenty to do. Like there's Wario, there's Birdo, and there's all, all sorts of things. Unlike a lot of other things, when the thing shows up that you recognize and you go, oh, that's a neat thing, they don't squander the potential of maybe doing that thing in the future properly, mm -hmm. like you see countless times in adaptations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, it's just like, oh, well, we showed the Kongs, we didn't execute them as a gag. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's visually dense. Yes. Like, like, we get back to Brooklyn and Mario gets kicked through the front door of Punch-Out Pizza. Yeah. And I'm like, guys, take your foot off the gas. Just, <laughs> just for a second. Some of those, uh, I, I need the 4K Blu-ray so I can go through this movie frame by frame and do the and do this YouTube yeah. point mm -hmm. and all the pictures on the wall in that <laughs> diner. I was really hoping that he was going to pull out some punch-out moves near the end when he's in there. Yeah, I was, and now my deluded brain's like, maybe if those other four IPs do well enough, we get a punch-out move. It's like, damn, that's not, oh, that'd be so no cool. one. No, we, we, it, it'd we be get, great. Who's, who's directing those, uh, those Creed movies? I was Did like, you get him to come in? Yeah. <laughs> I think the star. Yeah, it is. Yeah, there we go. I just, I don't like, I don't think you're getting Little Mac until he is part of the team in the Captain N movie. <laughs> no, we cannot make a Captain N movie. Those people cannot be given a win like that. That is, that is nefarious. No, they I, would, they are almost extinguished. I, we cannot let them come back I'm sorry. now. It's all worth it just to be like, man, the Captain N movie was so much better than the Sonic movie. We like we, we can, we can like real Mega Man and real Simon Belmont. <laughs> yes, no, like we, we need a Nintendo movie just like the the Chippendale one, where the whole thing is anti piracy. So, oh. so we have we have these characters no. without the Nintendo seal of approval, and it's fucked oh. up Mega Man from Captain M and weird Simon Belmont from Captain M. Oh, Maybe we don't need that. Those, Never mind. Those Bible games that they kept producing pirate cartridges for. That would be really good. You just hear a booming, good job, Joshua. <laughs> Noah rolls up with like 18 sheep stacked on top of himself. He's got his slingshot. He's ready to kill. Yeah, no, that's absurd. We can't. Maybe you're right. Maybe we can't allow that. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's too much. Maybe that's too much. This movie was so good, it made me think maybe I should watch other Illumination films, and that's a scary thought. Mm -hmm. The Despicable Me movies are good. Yeah, I figured that was the safest bet. This movie had a lot of great designs for one-off characters. I loved, I don't know how to describe him. In my head, I kept keep calling him Kong Cena, who is the oh. bouncer-looking guy who yes. answers oh. the door and drives them to Cranky. Oh, yeah, he is great. <laughs> I love the joke they do. He's wearing a sports jacket. I feel underdressed. Yes. Yeah, his shades and stuff were really, really cool. Part of me's like, I should check the credits to see who that was because he had such a cool voice. Part of my brain's broken. I'm like, is that Steve Bloom? <laughs> <laughs> this is what Swanky Kong looks like now. I didn't look at the credits. That might have been Swanky. Oh, that might have been the idea. We didn't see Funky. No. They're saving him. They know he's too good to, to put in the first time if they got a Donkey Kong movie coming. I mean, true. They have a Donkey Kong Country movie coming. <laughs> It's fucked up how I am now really excited for a Donkey Kong Country movie. Yeah, it <laughs> yes. is. 
The scene right before uh, Mario and Donkey Kong, actually it's in the middle of the one where they're doing a duty section, where Donkey Kong gets a fire flower. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm very old, so my brain immediately connected it to Jungle Book. And I'm like, yes, finally, the ape has obtained the power of man's red flower. Oh, my God. Broke That's it. where your brain goes? I mean, right, like, I had to disconnect because the idea of Donkey Kong with a fire flower is horrifying. I don't know. I'll take that over him getting, like, a raccoon suit or whatever. There are so many combinations of, I don't want to see a frog skin stretched over a Donkey Kong. I've got to wonder if, if the ice flower just turned Peach's dress blue or gives everyone the frozen dress. Yeah, I was going to say, clever floor frozen reference, guys. I see what you did there. Now it's going to sell 10 quadrillion copies. <laughs> Tiny complaint on that element. When hmm. Peach takes a flyer flower in that one scene where she does that, her hair doesn't get put up in a ponytail like it does in the games. <laughs> Mm. Huge problem here. Yeah. Doc, a couple points. That's a miss. Did anybody else think the fact she spent so much of the movie in that riding suit was at least partially like, we can't keep animating her fucking dress. We're dying. Put her in something else for a while. I never think of animated CG studios as being the people worried about the complexity of of the thing. Mm. I usually think of visual effects studios trying to make something for live action as the people are like, you cannot show this for more than three scenes. Felt like she wasn't in the dry riding uniform for that long, so it never occurred to me. Because mm. it is most of the movie in the dress and in the second dress. Mm-hmm. There's only a tiny bit in the in the middle there. Calling it now, second movie opens on Mario playing golf. I guess I should also talk about my damage. It's literally the after credits spoilers, so uh-huh. beware. We spoiled most of the rest of the film, but... <sighs> They show the Yoshi egg, yeah, like in Brooklyn somewhere. They zoom in on it as like a sewer or something. Yeah, yeah. He's like, no taxes. <laughs> yes, yeah, he that's said what he that. said. And I just immediately thought, yeah, that this is just like that Godzilla 1998 movie in, from America, because they end on that same shot. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're this way. <laughs> and I, I swear to God, they're referencing it. They're doing it knowingly. Maybe. I mean, you never trust a CG animating studio. I think it's really weird to end on that teaser when it's like we saw 700 Yoshis in this movie. Yeah, yeah it is weird. It's a wildlife. It will crawl into this pipe eventually. But this one's this more one's, intelligent. This right? Uh, <laughs> especially since Mario and Luigi are not in Brooklyn anymore at the end of this movie. Yes. Well, they jump in the pipe afterwards. I'm like, do they just sleep in the Mushroom Kingdom and then they go back to, you know, it is, Brooklyn rent's to be like, cheaper hey, over, look, look, rent's cheaper. Oh, yeah. In the Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah. No, that's fair. They moved out of their parents' place. You know, they're just hanging out in the Mushroom Kingdom where, of course, they would get a house. They saved the Mushroom Kingdom. Right? It'd be insane to not give them a home after that. One more extremely specific damage thing. <laughs> Spike, the guy from Wrecking Crew, who is who is a dick. Yeah. yeah. Like, he, he he's their former boss and is an asshole and thinks... He kept reminding me of Foz from Gears of War 4 and 5. Wow, wow. that is damage. That is real I, damage. I cannot bridge this gap. Can you even explain in words how those are connected? He's like... He's like a big jockey dude with, like, a similar beard and glass sunglasses. That's literally it. <laughs> 
Uh, I'm going to take this moment to be like, hey, I forgot that you listed this as a character in this film on the website. I forgot that Wrecking Crew was required material to study for this movie. And now I feel like an idiot. But I love this character. I thought he was really neat. I thought it was very funny to just be like, Wrecking Crew guy. Important. Yeah, it's kind of like them having a, a rival uh, uh, plumbers in the original 93 film. Yeah, yes. I thought that too. <laughs> yes, it is. But he's actually a developed character, which is a lot of fun. It is amazing how much sane elements of the original 90s film they get to borrow for this one. <laughs> yes. They also borrow a lot of stuff from the Super Show. Like the whole ending where Bowser crashes into New York is something they did eventually in the Super Show with very similar framing. Oh, huh. really? Wow. As a person who's beaten Mario 64 27 and a half times, which would have been 28 if I had just gone upstairs and beaten Bowser last night. <laughs> this is not a made up story. <laughs> I feel like we could have used more Mario 64 music because I think there are only two songs in the whole thing that are distinctly Mario 64 songs. I mean, to, to be fair, they do beat Bowser to straight Mario 64. They do, you know, until the dive game. Yes, until they yeah, ride until they him. do <laughs> until they do the the Inazuma double kick. Yes, through an energy beam, which I was fucking floored by. Yes. Yeah, I'm surprised Nintendo let them do that. That was just too insane. I'm just laughing my ass off, and I feel like the four year old kid behind me is like, dude, it's a movie. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> no, son, it's been a journey. <laughs> You don't understand? This is my Black Panther? <laughs> yes, I, you know, if I wore this outfit to the theater, I think I could have gotten away with it. Uh, I don't think you could have gotten away with anything if you wore that outfit to the theater. <laughs> Sir, you're here at a matinee showing in a theater we're, we're full of kids. I'm going to have to ask you to come with me. Like, what? 300 yards away from the school-age <laughs> children, please. Is it normal to get cuffed to a theater scene? <laughs> Probably shouldn't have taken the van. It's been a while since I went to the theaters. Uh, we went to the specific one. I saw John Wick 3 and kind of forgot how comfortable the seats are in the Big D Theater. <laughs> this is, those are some comfy seats. I really like that. Screen's still not anywhere near as good as an OLED TV, but... What you I, do? I was... The whole movie, I was like, why are the edges kind of dark? Why does this look so much... Oh, because I have a great TV. Yes. <laughs> Technology advanced in such a way that normal people could have a TV much greater than a movie theater. But no one here is big, of course. Mm -hmm. Right. We'll get there, though. We'll get there. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think we will. I don't think that's physically possible. Nah, it's... It's not really a technological restraint. It's more of a housing problem. Yeah, it's more of a housing problem. <laughs> Well, the thing is, the TV has to sit on your floor, right? And then it just goes all the way to the ceiling. And you can mount two vertically. <laughs> yeah, just one big curved one. <laughs> Have you pitched that to an electronics company? They might take you up on that notion. <laughs> this is great for my neck, actually. <laughs> it's really not, though. Stop that. <laughs> it's really strange how solid this movie is. And it was delightful overall. There really was no thing where I'm like... Get that the hell out. Once again, if you watch any other video game movie, there's a thing that is that for almost everyone. Yeah, there's something yep. that's there for, I guess, critics? I don't know. I don't, I don't even it's, know anymore. It's really weird to see the critical reaction to this movie. You would think it was a completely brain dead film mm -hmm. from yeah, I was, the weird ire. It's just, it has to just be critic brain where it's like, I'm a 45 year old critic. I've seen a hundred movies with this exact these exact plot beats and, and character arcs. The movie is bad. 
I always think of it more as an execution of a thing than like, it, is it is it meaningfully different from other stories that are sort of like this? And it's like, I mean, this was executed really well, in my opinion. I didn't imagine this movie being as good as it is. We watch a lot of films from the 90s, like George of the Jungle, that are surprisingly funny and surprisingly good, with very few bad elements, downside scenes, etc. And critics hated them. Right. And this just made me think of that moment again, mm -hmm. where I'm just like, yet again, they're here. They're always just waiting. Oh. Uh, th there's a one weird pacing moment when Mario first introduces himself to Peach. Mm-hmm and the whole war committee thing seems all a little rushed. And then they get immediately to the training sequence. I don't think the movie's worse for it, really, but I do see it as like, it feels a little off. Someone somewhere, I guarantee, is in the movie theater being like, oh, this seems a little too convenient. It's too easy. <laughs> Most of what I have heard is people complaining, like it's, it, it, it's, it feels rushed. There, there are pacing issues with the movie. And I'm like, yes, there are, there are several sections in this film where Another movie, a different movie, yes. made by a coward, would have an additional scene <laughs> of connective tissue, mm -hmm. but I don't have time for that shit. I have got to reference another Nintendo property. I'm on the fucking clock. <laughs> yeah, there was that, definitely that moment after the, he introduced himself to the Kongs and they start the, they like set up the they're going to fight thing. Yeah. And then they just cut to the fight. Like there's yeah. no in between. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, any other film I feel like would have just had them in the back room, the locker room. And Peach is just like, hey, is this gonna, are you going to be okay, Mario? Mario's like, yeah, I got no, it. It's Toad talking to him, and this is where we really get into Toad's character. Oh, arc. and Toad's going to say some really funny bits, and he's going to say, kick him in the nuts, and then and it's going to be Toad so good. Will learn, learn to have real courage. Yeah. He's like, no, we don't need that shit. Yeah, no. This is efficient See, storytelling. This is a movie for children. It's bright and loud and fast and awesome. And though the Rosalina creature, I've forgotten the name of because it's been a while since I played Galaxy. Uh, Lumas. The, even though like the Luma, Starmite. <laughs> yeah, Starmite. Uh, the Luma is, you know, the weird death is an escape from, <laughs> from suffering and all life is suffering. And that's great. The only way I could have liked this movie even more is if they cranked that energy up and I don't know, drowned a horse in a swamp. Like it was a never ending story. <laughs> I don't need that again. I don't know, Bob. I think any time a children's movie is able to do something completely deranged. They have to wait for the second one to have more Yoshis on screen. <laughs> Yoshi's going to die in quicksand. Yeah, but Mario will betray him. <laughs> Yoshi betrayed and left in the quicksand. Oh no! Oh god! Ima imagine that terrible arc in so many movies where it's like, okay, we're at the start of the third act. The two, the two main uh -huh. characters have to be falling out, oh. and it's because Mario jumped off Yoshi like that. <laughs> we have to deal with twenty minutes of that. He's like Mario. What the fuck, man? <laughs> well, What's it gonna make? I, it? I needed to jump higher. Uh, Yoshi'll go uh, go hang out with his best friend, that dog, Poochie. No, that dog from the uh, the first the first scene, which is a little weird. I, I oh, love I that. thought it was a reference to Yoshi's, you know, Yoshi's Island, where there's a dog named Poochie. <laughs> no, because I, I just assume they're gonna go with the dog angle, with like Yoshi is basically a dog, <laughs> and Fair. so obviously he will be with the other dog. You know, the Mario movie has an important message. You can be world famous and important like Mario, and your parents could still be disappointed in you. <laughs> the important thing is that you shouldn't care. <laughs> Said the guy who's a YouTuber wearing a Mario outfit to talk about a movie for four-year-olds, allegedly. <laughs> okay, we're gonna wrap it. Oh, wait. 
Wait, no, I need one more story. Obviously, uh, spoilers. Baby Mario and Baby Luigi were adorable and on model. I couldn't believe they did that. Yeah, that was scary. Yeah. Was just, oh, I was waiting for Yoshi to just be there for no reason. <laughs> it was me. I was always there, Mario. I'm your dad. Just in the background of Brooklyn. Yes. <laughs> okay, last, last anecdote. The shot where he has the flashlight, Luigi does. And the dry bones is there and he keeps going. And then he snaps back and it's gone. <laughs> Hilarious. There's so many good jokes in this film. That, that whole scene with, with Luigi waking up in, in the dark spooky woods was elevated in, in our theater by Toast going, Mario! <laughs> yes. Them actually playing the Bry Bones for horror worked really well. Yes. Yeah. Also, those shy guys. Also, the shy guys being a cult, basically, <laughs> is what it came off as is really good as they just kidnap him and fly him out and they trade luigi like you would trade something in the post-apocalypse yes yeah, their jaws. I, I was yes. i was hoping we'd see more luigi it feels like he didn't get as much as a lot of other things in this film yeah that's true he got a little shortchanged. i was i, I was honestly like did, did they hide it is like daisy going to be the ruler of the of this shy guy somehow bring him to me <laughs> And where did that lead you, Luigi? <laughs> Sorry, I just, I, I immediately imagined Daisy like floating up near the ceiling, like Baron Harkonnen. <laughs> Bring me the plumber. <laughs> Is that the villain from Dune? Yes! Oh my god! <laughs> what? <laughs> Luigi, we need to snackify our drinks. We've got to get out of here. Yes, no, we're ending this. Anyways, gentlemen, this is a time when I get your summary reviews. Just a small little bit of text, mouth words, amounting up to exactly what you thought of this film, followed by a score out of 10. We're going to start with Peach. The Super Mario Bros. movie uh, made by Illumination could have sucked. Uh, but it's dense and fun, actually funny and full of cool action. How did it take this long to make a good Mario movie for kids? Uh, I mean, this shit comes in at a solid nine. Luigi. Yeah, the Mario movie was really a lot of fun. Those tiny little things that nag me really aren't enough to make me not want to immediately watch it again. So I also am going to give it a nine. <laughs> um, I guess since there's a K on the head, it's Kaluigi. <laughs> sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. It, I, I expected so many groaners, but there wasn't a single one. Like there wasn't a point where I was like, go, get moving. Get past this gag. So I have to also give it a nine. I don't know how you're all in Mario outfits, but no matter what I say, I'm going to be the most ridiculous if I'm positive because I'm wearing the Mario Mario outfit. It's true. You can't escape it. My movie was a great. Wahoo. 10 out of 10. I think there's a bias here. <laughs> the Super Mario Bros. movie is really excellent. There rarely is a time when you see something adapted into another medium so very well and such love and earnestness about what's great about the original material. There are so many different things, characters, songs, everything 
that are nailed in this film. Not one piece did I think slipped because I went to take a piss during the Mario Kart segment. <laughs> I'm also, as absurd as this is, gonna have to give the Super Mario Bros. movie a 9 out of 10. Anyone know what that average is out to? <laughs> Box office. Yeah, no, they're gonna make a serious bank on this. <laughs> this is gonna be a nightmare. We're gonna end up in the in the early '90s again when they had Mario Bros. cereal and all of that because of this film. Mm-hmm. Finally. You know, as good as it is to just enjoy that era coming back as you, it's even better to see a bunch of neckbeards lose their shit as they're like, no, this is my culture, to like a six-year-old getting a box of cereal. <laughs> that's going to be good. Anyways, that's going to do it for this episode of Force Feedback. Thanks for watching.